Thank you for the anthem and also thank you for the praise. It was good to sing, uh, to sing carol for uh, once in a while. This year, I don't know whether we will have many opportunities to gather together as a family and sing carol, but uh, so it was so good to sing that at the church. Isaiah prayed like this. Oh, that you tear open the heavens and come down. Break open the heavens and come down. Tear open the heavens. Powerful image, isn't it? God tears open, that breaks open the heavens and please come down. That was Isaiah's prayer. And that is also our prayer. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. We are celebrating the coming of the Lord. We ask God to break open the heavens and come down and dwell among us. That's what we are praying for and that's what we are hoping for. Isaiah had a deep yearning and desire to open the world new world to open the new life and that is our hope too i hope that god opens up our world new world and opens up our life do you remember the baptism of jesus when we studied together the gospel of mark and this is what mark said and just as he was coming up out of the water he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on it. Heavens opened, torn apart, and the spirit descending, came down. Same imagery. The heavens open and God comes down. I think, the, I think Mark had the same vision when he wrote this. He saw the new age and the new world coming through Jesus Christ. He saw that powerful impact of the coming of Jesus. Jesus opened the new life, new world for humanity, for all of us. There was a reason why Isaiah prayed this prayer because he was Desperate. You know, this is when Israelites came back from the Babylonian captivity. They were freed from that captivity. They all came. All the elites, the old leaders were taken into captivity. And finally, they were able to come back to Jerusalem. They were excited. And they had a lot of dreams about building new country, new temple, and then restore the new worship. So they were so excited when they came back. But the reality they faced was so different from the dream that they had. While they were in captivity, there were new rulers, new leaders, and there was tremendous conflict and tension between the old leaders who were taken into captivity and the, the new leaders who were running Jerusalem. And there was tension and conflict between them. 
And also people became so corrupt and selfish. When you're oppressed, when, you're, when you lose your soul, people become like that. You, they become so selfish and greedy. That's, I mean, when you are very greedy and selfish, that's when you lose your soul. But when your soul is strong, you don't become so greedy and selfish. But they were so selfish, corrupt, and greedy because they lost their soul because of this oppression by the superpowers around them. They didn't take care of the weak and the vulnerable. They didn't really care about the poor around them. They were so obsessive with their own family and themselves. So Isaiah saw this division, conflict, tension. There was no unity. Even if they had unity, it was difficult to build a new country. But when they were so divided, it was almost impossible to build a new country. That's why Isaiah prayed. Only you can do it, God. Break open the heavens and please come down and reign over us, rule over us. And build a new country. Only you can do it. We human beings cannot do it with our own wisdom and strength. And he saw devastation in Jerusalem. This is what Isaiah said. Your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem, a desolation. And I saw, Isaiah saw this devastation and it, is it was impossible for any human beings to do anything. And then Isaiah wondered, is God still angry with us? Is that why there is a division and conflict? Is that why, is that, is that why there is no unity? Is God still angry with us? Because they believe that they were taken into captivity because they worship idols and the God was angry with them and now they came back but he saw this devastation in Jerusalem and thought that is God still angry this is what Isaiah said do not be exceedingly angry O Lord and do not remember iniquity forever now consider we are all your people as Isaiah saw the division, we also live in the divided world. Through this U.S. election, we saw how that country, our neighbor, was so deeply divided. People wondered whether the newly elected president, Joe Biden, could do anything to unite these divided people together. They are watching how he will deal with this deep division. But it's not only the United States that is divided. Today is the International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian people. It was decided by the UN in 1977. Antonio Guterres, the UN Secretary General said, on this International Day of Solidarity, let us reaffirm our commitment 
to upholding the rights of the Palestinian people. The tension and conflict continue between Palestine and Israel. Many powerless Palestinians suffer by losing their homes and being displaced. We see also much division in the world. The division between the haves and the have-nots. The division be between the rich and powerful northern hemisphere and the poor and powerless southern hemisphere. Korea is still divided and we see racial division among us and around us. Our theme this year is becoming together. That is our theme because we saw this kind of division in this world. Becoming together, that is our prayer. It is our prayer because we cannot do it alone. Only God can do it. We pray that God opens the heaven, breaks open the heaven and come down and unite us. And then my friends, what can we do? It's only what God can do to unite us, but there is something that we can do. What can we do? First, we need to repent. We need to seriously repent. Isaiah prayed like this. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. We human beings, I admit, were proud. We were proud. Not knowingly, we have become so proud. We mistakenly thought that the world that we created was invincible. It would be with us forever, always. We thought that nothing could disturb this order and abundance that we have created. But small viruses that are not even visible, that we cannot even see, changed our life totally upside down. We never expected that this small virus could change our life pattern and lifestyle completely. I don't know whether we can ever go back our old lifestyle. We have built our own tower and thought that that tower would protect us and sustain us. We are busy filling ourselves with greed and selfishness. Slowly and little by little, our soul became decayed. Our soul started dying and we start losing our soul and we become so materialistic we have become so selfish and greedy. We didn't see brothers and sisters who are suffering around us. With small righteousness we built for ourselves, we condemned and judged brothers and sisters and hurt them. Instead of trusting in God in difficult situations, we were trapped by fear. We didn't have faith. We need to repent. We need to repent. We need to see what we are doing. This pandemic awakened us 
And then we have to, we better see ourselves about what we are doing. But there's one more thing that Isaiah saw. And this is what Isaiah prayed. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Not only we need to repent, but also we need to leave ourselves in God's hands. We are the clay and God is the potter. When we leave ourselves in God, God will mold us and God will shape us. You know, my friends, we are truly in many ways like the clay. We are influenced all the time. We are influenced by circumstances. And these circumstances shaped us and mold us. We are like clay shaped by these circumstances. Our history, our painful memories, our hurt, our thoughts, our feelings, they all shape us. We are like the clay that is easily shaped and molded. But now we should let God shape us and mold us. Instead of letting our circumstances shape us, we should let God shape us and mold us. To do that, we need to leave ourselves in God's hands. And invite God within us. And God will mold us. And God will shape within us a new person. Yes, we are clay. And St. Paul saw that we are also clay jar too. But he saw something else in that clay jar. This is what he said. But we have this treasure in clay jars. So that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. And he continues. We are afflict, afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. Powerful statement. Powerful statement. Let us remember that this extraordinary power belongs to God and it does not come from us. The new world and new life, God will make it. We will not be able to make it with our own power and wisdom. That is what pandem this pandemic taught us. Our life is so flimsy that it can be here today but disappear tomorrow. It's like a fog that is there in the morning and disappears and vanishes in the afternoon. What we, what we have created will not stand forever. Our life stands because God sustains it. Believe that. Our life stands because God sustains it. This invisible virus could destroy us, but this invisible God can sustain us. The new life should be the life God gives us. It is a life that God shapes and molds.
Let us live our lives in the hands of the potter. God is the greatest artist. When you live your life in God's hands, God will make the most beautiful art out of your life. Finally, the first to repent and two, second is live our life in God's hands. Third, let us be thankful. Today is also American Thanksgiving Day. Actually, every day should be a Thanksgiving day. Let us be thankful. There is a power in the gratitude, in the complaints, in the worries. There's no power. But in gratitude, there's tremendous power. We give, we give thanks not just because we feel like it. We give thanks in all circumstances. We give thanks more when life is hard because gratitude gives, gives us the power to overcome our difficulties of life. That's why we should be thankful even when life is more, when life is hard and difficult. Gratitude has a power. These two words, thank you, has so much tremendous power. When you live with that attitude, always thank you, then you will live with the power. Teach your children, thank you, very simple words. In everything they do, they teach them to thank you. There is a tremendous power. As we reflected on Friday Bible study, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is mystery. Today is God's gift. That's why we call it present. Let us be always thankful for the present, for the gift God has given to all of us. On this day of Advent, we pray that God we dare to pray that God breaks open the heavens and come down. Let us sing.